Hi, I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to Across the Park Podcast. Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of Stanley Park, whether it be blue or red. Sponsored by Their Clothing, Camper Kings UK, and affiliation with Betmate. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast. At last, it's our 21-22 end of season review. I tell you what, it's a good job he's on pay um, carrier by the appearance because he's, he's made some appearances on the show this year. <laughs> Mills, you need to go and recruit some some of the guests to, to, to introduce our show, mate. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks again to Jamie for all his intros this year. He's, he's been working hard. Um, so again, it's our it's our end of season review. Um, so typically we, we go through a host of categories. We're not going to go through every every game of the season. You'll be glad to know. Um, so we've got categories that we've lined up. We've also tried to line that up with a few questions that we've had from our listeners or viewers. So we're going to go back and forth. It's not going to be all Everton and all Liverpool. So if you are a blue or a red, you can probably stay tuned for the whole episode this time rather than skipping skipping past Phil's rants. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start with our. You know our first question, which is which is player of the year. So we're going to go through in a in, in an order. Um, so I'm going to come straight over to the Reds um, for for your player of the year. So let's keep it short and sharp. I'm sure our listeners will come back with their opinions and, and feel free to put comments if you're on YouTube, if you agree or disagree. Okay, um, I'll go first then. I thought long and hard, and you know you've got you've got recency bias coming into it, haven't you? Because Salah's form dipped off towards the end of the season and Mane seemed to to pick up where Salah left off. So, you know, I, I was leaning towards Mane, but when I actually looked at the stats and what, what Salah's produced, he was absolutely the best player in the world for the first on form in the first half of the season. And even when he was off the boil, he still contributed, if you look at assist and goals put together, pretty much a goal, you know, a, a contribution per game to, to a goal. So, for me... I think I, I'm, I'm leaning towards, towards Salah. Um, Alisson's in with a shout too, but who are, we, who are we going for, T? Yeah, I think Gary, Gary sort of emailed some this, didn't he? Um, and, and he said Alisson, which I think is, is a fair shout. But, I mean, I can, I can see what you're saying with Salah, but I, I, thought, I thought he had a pretty poor second half of the season, really. You know, his, his output dropped off a cliff, really, in terms of actual goals and stuff. Up to up to that African Cup of Nations, he was phenomenal. But me, I'm going to go with Van Dijk. Um just because we were so bad defensively last year, you know, I think we conceded something like fifty odd goals or something last year. Um, you know, we literally couldn't couldn't do anything with that back line that we had. Him coming back in and playing over fifty games, you know, this season for us, and I think we conceded something like twenty five or twenty six in the league. You know, as good as Allison's been, just having Van Dijk there just makes us so much more secure. And I think him being back in that back line is a big part of the reason why we we still in with a shout at the end of the season. So. Yeah, I'm going to say Van Dijk just just for his presence, just having him back made made me feel so much more comfortable with that high line that we play. Sometimes you don't realise what you've got till they're gone, and last season highlighted that, didn't it? As you, as you mentioned, so yeah. I think we did. We knew what we were missing, even when yeah. we were, you know it wasn't a surprise when Van Dijk's not there. We're we're nowhere near as good, but just having him there is just a massive massive confidence booster every game, isn't it? When you see him walk out on the pitch, so yeah, of course, yeah. having him back was a 
he, he'd get it for me. Blues. Okay, so we've got Mo, Mo Salah. What's it, Gary? What's it, Gary go with? Allison. Gary went with Allison. Which Allison was, and, uh, a good shout. I think that was mine and Phil's second one. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a, a mix there. Then. So, Pricey, in fact, we'll start with Millsy. So, Millsy's gone for, for Jordan Pickford. Um, Pricey? Yeah, it's hard to find any players that were consistently reasonable all season. I don't think anyone was good all season, but who was consistent. I think the two that the only two that I can think of who, who had a not a consistent season all throughout the season, but who made an impact. And if we, if it weren't for those two players, we would have been even worse after we were. And that was Pickford and Richarlison. I think the goals Richarlison scored were vital towards the end of the season, last six weeks of the season or whatever it was when he went on a bit of a a goal scoring run, so it's out of them too. But I'll go, I'll go for Richarlison. Um, you know, and the reason is the goals and the amount of points. I know Pickford might have won us a few points with the saves made, but the amount of points Richarlison won us, the amount of winning goals he scored, um, and you know, keeping us cool as well. Some of the penalties he scored as well. I, I'll go for Richarlison. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, obviously, Millsy's already gone for Pickford. I, I, I'd probably be. Leaning towards picking myself, just to mention a few other players, and I, th- I agree with you on the Charles in front. I think at one stage of the season, certainly the middle of the season, we were we were, we were really needing him, and oh, we were wondering where he was, and he to a certain extent had, had gone missing. Um, he, he certainly came up when we needed him, so I, I can't deny that. I think Yeri Mina probably deserves a mention. Didn't play as many games as usual as he as he as he could or should for Everton, but I think whenever he played, he was. He was a massive presence for us, and I think his presence certainly towards the end of the season made a massive, massive difference. Anthony Gordon deserves a mention as well. Obviously, a big, to a certain degree, a breakthrough season for him. I think his lack of output probably, shit, you know, leaves him out of the mix. I think he, I think he may have got voted by, as the players' player of the season, but I think that was just sure sheer effort and application, and the fact he's so young to make the contribution that he did. I will be towards the end of the season deserves a mention for his, you know, sheer like again, almost transformation. But you wouldn't go as far as to call him player of the season. Uh, I'd probably go with Richarlison to be fair. I think I think just the goals alone. I think I think you know he, he ends up getting like six in his last eight games or or, or whatever. And and I think he equaled that with the amount of assist that, assist that he got. Um, I mean, even that Burnley game, which ends up being one of the more disappointing games in the running. He almost single-handedly or could or should have won that game for us with his two goals. So, I yeah, mean, the, that, fact, the fact that he's led the line as well. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know he wants to lead the line, but he's not. He's not a number nine, and he's had to do it most of the time without without anyone up with him. So you got to give him credit for that as well. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've got one vote for for Pickford and two for Richarlison. And again, uh, listeners, viewers, put your comments below if if you if you agree or disagree. Next one is game best game of the season. So it could be best game, favorite game of the season, or whatever. Um, we'll, we'll go for the again. Go across to the Reds first. Go on, Terry. You start. Yeah, there's a few, isn't there? I mean, I think the standout one. I think is is when we beat Man U. You know, five 0 away, Salah hat trick, wasn't it? And I think that's the one that everyone would pick. But I actually really enjoyed the four 0 at home against them as well. Do you know, like that. Obviously, I was there for the home game, and when you're watching that and you're watching that Man U team just absolutely chase shadows, you know, like it was literally men and boys, you know, and I felt like it could have been six, seven, or eight nil that game. Um, Teddy, I was trying to remember before which one was the Thiago masterclass. Was that Anfield or that was at home, yeah, against yeah. Anfield? He was absolutely on fire, wasn't he? Um, yeah. and that's what I mean. It was just that that game, I was just like, we. 
it could have been any scoreline. It ended up only being four, but no, their heads completely fell off. They were an absolute mess, man. You didn't know anything what was happening. And Diaz got two goals, I think it was. Salah scored and Mane scored. So the entire front line all shared in the goals. It was just, it was one of them where when you're there at the game, you're sort of like, that was class. Just absolutely class. So that was my my favourite one. Um, I think Gary went for, did Gary go for, he went for Mane? Gary game? went for United away and, you know, that, that was 5-0. And I can understand why, because we don't, you know, even though we've been a lot better than United in, in the last decades, they've still had that little thing over us at their place where it's hard to win. You know, there's been a lot of draws there. So to go there this season, like even when we won the league, I think we drew that season. We posted like 97 points, but we drew with United that year. So it's one of them places for us, but we managed to go there this season and blow them away 5-0. So, yeah, you know, I, I probably wouldn't disagree too much with that. But beating City in the, in the FA Cup semi as well, 3-2, that, that was a good game. That was up there as well. But, yeah, one of them three for me, for sure. But Yeah, the City one's interesting. The 3-2, I don't even think that scoreline really reflects. Like, that mm-hmm. game felt so in control, you know, like uh, that game. And that was another one where, I, I, you know, you're watching it thinking, wow, what a performance. Absolutely blew them away. Um, and it, it didn't end up looking like that on the scoreline. As you look back now, Look at the record, and it's like three two. Yeah. It was a close game. It went. Yeah. Um, so mad one. You know the AC Milan one where they went like two 0 up at the end of the first half. That first half hour, <laughs> that was that a weird one. Where... Yeah. Well, I remember saying to me, Dad, these are probably the worst team up. I think I might have ever watched. Worst. We were on fire though that first half hour. We were, and they were abysmal. But somehow went up and scored two goals. <laughs> I think it was because Allison was literally, you know. On the yeah. bed, just sitting off thinking what's happening, like not got nothing to do, and then two breakaways and they got two goals. But that first half hour, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, blues. I don't know if you mentioned it. Gary went for Man United away, you may have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. he went for the 5 0 away, yeah. Um, with the Salah Hatchet one, I, I went for the four, and I think Phil went for the five as well. Okay, I'm not going to give Mills his first. I, I, I mean, I'll go to Pricey first, then for your favorite or, or best game of the season. Slim pickings like in there for us. Um, they've got you know, they haven't even mentioned they won two cups, it's not even in the top three games in the season. <laughs> <laughs> heartbreaking. Um, I mean, the best the best game for overall is it's, it's got to be it's got to be Palace the way the way it went. I think the, the euphoria after that game, but my favorite game was the Chelsea game at home, which which we won 1 0. I just thought we were we were brilliant in that match. Uh, Yeri Mina was class. Uh, I said it in the into the match after he was he was just colossus that game. That's why we missed him so much when he was injured. But the Chelsea game, I just thought because we'd you know, that was the weekend that Burnley had had won, um, and, and I thought we were down. We played on the Sunday. They played on the Saturday from memory. Saturday night, I, I honestly thought we were down. Going into that Chelsea game, I wasn't expecting us to win, and I was going in on on such a downer, um, and obviously. We, we, we played brilliant. The first half was a bit, a bit one of those where it was a bit nervy, and then we came out and, and scored straight away in the second half, and it was just, just clinging on after that. But, but a boss atmosphere that was like one of the first times that the atmosphere at Goodison, you know, in that in that running was was as good as it was, um, and it just it, it was it was emotional, and I just loved that game, and it, it obviously. In us as fans, it made us believe that we could stay up, and, and it's something in the players as well. It must it must have tick something in their, uh, in their minds or whatever to, to think that they've got it in them to, to do it. And that was the Pricey. first time the players had stood up for themselves. Let me put you on the spot. If you get beat in that game, do you stay up? No. Probably not. Probably not. I don't think we would have done. I think that was that was the massive one. 
Um, mm. And then, uh, no, as I say, it was the first half was near second. The whole game was nervy, and at the time, you're sort of not enjoying it, but you are enjoying it. <laughs> um, and then, after, obviously, when the final whistle goes, you realise how much you have enjoyed it and how emotional you are after. It. But yeah, that was a it was a massive game. But as I say, it was the whole atmosphere, the whole the whole the whole game itself, and everything surrounding it that I just loved about that one. Mm. Judge, yeah, Mills, he's gone for um, the the Palace game. Um, uh, again, for obvious reasons, like you said, the start it, it it's it's one. I think you said at the, at the start of the show. Actually, Phil, it's there's a bit there's a bias to like the the, the moments that have happened sooner than the other ones you can remember best. But um, I'm gonna go a little bit further back, and obviously it wasn't a great era, but the Arsenal game at home uh, where Damari Gray scores that like 90 second minute goal in off the post. It was just a great strike, and I think it, what. What stuck out for me and the reason why it was was my favourite game at the time, Arsenal Arsenal went in front fairly early. It was at some point in the in the first half, definitely, and he literally from that moment on just had no interest in playing any football. And we're trying to be like the kid, you know, they were holding the ball for ages, going down injured every single time. The goalie was taking ages on his goal kicks, and it, you know, you just think you, you just got a real dislike into this team. Which Allison had two goals disallowed. Um, they were like really marginal, you know, offside VAR ones. He eventually gets, you know, the equaliser with ten minutes to go, and and their asses went completely. And and you know, you could see the as a manager in Arteta who kind of wasn't used to. It was weird because I was saying to my dad after it, it was like Arteta was that paranoid about keeping the Glazer Street out of the game and trying to k- take the sting out of it that he didn't just go ahead and play because they, they started the game really well. And I think if these are carried on playing football that night. Need to beat us, but it was like the game plan was let's get ahead and let's just kill the game and not let the fans kind of get into it. And it, and it you know it it blew back in the face in the end. And the goal from Zamari Gray, I remember watching it the next day about twenty times because as like a you know a player who grew up playing footy and I could never strike a ball as well as that. You just couldn't help but admire no one hits a ball as cleanly as that. Do you know what I mean? And you just hit it and it just flew. And it swerved and it hit the post, and the keeper's just standing there watching it. I think there's nothing better than that. When a keeper mm-hmm. sets himself, he wants to dive, and he just goes like that and just watches the ball fly past him. The fact that it it's the post and flies in as well, just a just a boss moment. And, and obviously, we didn't get it. We didn't have enough of those moments really, where it was a good football and goal, and it was a, you know a proper bit of football that won us the game. And it, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind saying that. I said at the time I thought it was going to be a bit of a turning point. Um, the, you know, we, we might try and get a bit more belief, and maybe Benitez might, because of the way that that second half went, give them them forward players a bit more freedom and license to go and play like that. Because we did play a lot more fluidly and, and and kind of went for them, went for the throat. But you know, it obviously didn't pan out that way, and and it was for the best in the end that he left. But yeah, I I, I particularly enjoyed that game. Still one of the great nights, wasn't it? Wasn't that what got said in the uh, in the post match? <laughs> you know what? I'm not asked. When you score a last, when you score a last minute goal, I don't care who you are. When you score a last minute goal against a decent side, and it's a goal like that that's 30 yards out. If that was at Anfield and against Arsenal, and it was one-one, all right, it might not have been one of your great nights, but you wouldn't. <laughs> it was though. You come out your buzz and you've just got yeah, to understand why you're doing it. Like, one of the great. No, nights. I don't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had we had a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> no mean for that one, like, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is is slightly related to the others, but we've gone a bit more general with 
your favourite moments of the season. So this could have been like a tackle, it could have been a bit of comedy, it could have been something that happens in the game, it could have been something that happens in and around the game. So just to give you the flavour, Millsy's one was um, someone coming over to him, and he, I remember him telling me this, like we weren't with him at the time, someone come over to him in the concourse in, in the park end and said, he loved the podcast, but they can't stand Gary's smile and face when Everton lose. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I can relate to that, sitting there and Gary's like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that was his kind of favourite moment of the season. Uh, we'll start with the Blues this time. So, Pricey, favourite moments of the season? Do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. It was probably um, it was probably in the Windsor after the game, after the Palace game. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't think I've ever felt like that much relief. And like, oh, it was like, um, it was like he had a proper deadline in work and it's been stressing me out for months. And I finally like submitted the last bit of last bit of evidence for it, and it was like it's done. And I get a reply back saying, Yeah, that's sound, you're finished. Like, ah, oh, <laughs> and I remember going to the bar, and this is like part of the moment. I remember going to the bar and Dave ordered two, like three pints, like a pint each. And I went to Dave, get two pints, Dave, two pints each. So I gave him 20 quid. And instead of ordering two pints, Dave ordered another two pints each. So he basically rinsed my my fucking 20 or 30 quid that I give him. And, uh, and just used the whole thing. But we just, we had like literally three pints each because nowhere, there's nowhere to even put your babies on. It was that anyone who knows the Winslow knows this, it's not gifted with a, with a load of spaces for you to kind of, uh, it's not a hospitality venue, let's say. Um, and it's always like that, isn't it? Like chest to chest. And it, it was just boss. Everyone's like singing and whatever. And, and you're literally just standing there trying to drink your babies. But yeah, that was probably my favorite moment of the season because it, it was over. The season was over and we could, you know, finally just kind of get that monkey off our back. I mean, if we, there's a couple on the pitch. The, the Pickford save at the Chelsea game and the Owobi goal against Newcastle the last minute one day. They were, yeah. they were big moments. That I was just let's say you, said, you were saying about Gray before with that last minute one. When you score a last minute goal, there's nothing better. But favourite moment of the season was taking my daughter to, to the coach before the game and just with all the atmosphere and getting her up and, and, and watching the, the coach just come in. And even though it was navy and you were, you know, had that knot in your belly as you've just been talking about when you when you feel horrible, it's boss to go there and something's happening. Obviously, we don't get a lot to shout about. Uh, she's been on a game for, for first proper season of going and to see her and to watch her and to be there with the atmosphere and be there with her and watch her loving it is was brilliant. And that was that was the best moment of the season for me. Uh, they were shite on the pitch, weren't they? So I'm gonna have to pick one. Yeah, that was the best moment for me. It was brilliant. Yeah. Phil, yeah, for me, well, there's, there's sort of two really. So obviously, Champions League final, we didn't get the win, but when me and my dad like were in the stadium, you know, I, I, my dad's obviously he's in his sixties and all that, and I've been fortunate enough to go to quite a few, you know, European finals with my dad and that. But you know, as he starts knocking on the wrong side of sixteen, you think how many more of these are going to get to for us to get to another one. And to be there with him and be in the ground with him. And we sort of just had like a little a little moment, you know, where it's sort of like, you know, you're sort of there with your half fella. And as I've talked about it, like one of my best seasons ever was the, when we won, you know, the treble of trophies in 2001 because I was with my dad and just starting to go the game with him. And that's so that was a boss moment. But I'm not having it. The, the funniest moment of the entire season, absolutely regardless, I don't care what you say, was when them massive bolt cutters come out of gutters. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute comedy, seven foot long bolt cutters come out. Uh, about eighteen fellas standing up and go, we're cutting this table. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> we couldn't I think in the stadium as well. I I said the opposite end where we both do. We couldn't really see. You couldn't see that. Like obviously oh, on the yeah. telly, look on the telly, the bowl cutters that came out, they were like something out of a cartoon. It was like what a well, in the Gladys Street, he just comes out with a knife out of, out of a sock yeah. or a pocket. We are, I'll sort it. Like, so that was that was definitely a funny moment watching that at home. Like, just like, but, um, but Teddy, no, can you explain Gary's? Because he said, My first sip of water on the coach for the cup final because we were all ripping you, weren't we? Because you were drinking water on the coach. On the, on, the, on the way back from the cup final, yeah, so the, I think we sent a video in the group or whatever and Gary just got onto water because obviously being a heavy day, being out since I think it was about six in the morning, got picked up by the coach. So I think he had a, he had a water on the table in the blue scene and <laughs> proper letters him <laughs> over it. Only FA Cup got on the water. Water so, in the back of the Quavers, wasn't it? Or something like that. Something like that. Back of the first bit of water. So Millsy just fucking settles him over it. <laughs> 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 it was like our next five instant match reactions. We only spoke about the water. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a, that, that was Gary's, I think. Yeah. I've been trying to buy time. I wrote my uh, answers down on the back of an envelope there, and I missed this one out. So that's why I've gone last year. But um, I think that's more like you, Phil. I've got. I know. Yeah. I've got quite a funny story. You know, we all know uh, one of my best mates, P. So let me just describe him to, to the audience. He's kind of like a no nonsense. He's a man's man. One of the lads. He sort of. Bald head, beard, well built. He's not like a soft touch, so that's kind of that's, that, that's what we're talking about. Website, you know. no, this is this is full so when he's on the dating <laughs> website. <laughs> it's important to the story. This and I've known Pete since he was like three or four years old. We went through school together, and so anyway, FA Cup final. I I wasn't lucky enough to get there with, with Gary and Teddy, so I was in the local pub with Pete, and he brought his beard, and there's a few people there. Man's man, taking his well, beard. Oh, yeah, the yeah. So, goes to penalties. And obviously, we, we get over the line. I turn around, look at P. He's crying. He's physically crying. Tears pouring down his eyes. I mean, bloody hell, I've never seen you cry in your life. And then his beard turns around, fuming. And she goes, neither have I. And we've been through some ups and downs and all that. <laughs> <laughs> things never show me any emotion. Here he is crying because Liverpool want a pen shootout. <laughs> I go, what's up with you? He's going, it's all that. Just feel emotional. <laughs> so that's what wow. springs to mind on the spot. I was, uh, wasn't very well prepared for that one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm not prepared for the next category. Um, next one is, is goal of the season. I think we've kind of already touched on these. We can probably fly through this one quite quickly. Teddy? Yeah, well, I've used... I'm not actually expecting any descent from Phil, and I know Gary's agreed the same. It's got to be yeah. solid against City, hasn't yeah. it? Where, you know, he danced through their defence and, and put it in. Interestingly enough, you could have the one against Watford. I think it was a fortnight later, and it was almost an exact carbon record, wasn't it? Carbon yeah, it was. And I think he'd done it against Tottenham earlier on in the season yeah, as well, very similar. In, in the past against Tottenham, it wasn't in the same season. Oh, but, yeah, but, but yeah, the City he showed a load of strength on the, the very first touch because someone smashed into him. I think he absolutely made the show Bernardo Silva like put him on his ass. Cancelo gets sent, doesn't he? Like absolutely. Cancelo like, gets sent. It's just unbelievable, and it? it was an unbelievable goal and showed everything that he's got in his locker. You know, in that one little sort of moment, it was it was a phenomenal goal. So I don't think there's any argument. Not in touches it, not in touches it, but Trent did score a really good one against Newcastle, knocked it out of his feet and just stayed hit. I don't remember the Tamari Gray one you're talking about, Judgy, but I imagine it was similar to that. 
knocked it out of his feet, pinged it. And I remember the camera was like following the ball into the goal, no spin, just absolutely didn't spin, just like like a, but, like yeah, a rocket. It just reminds me actually the day after he'd scored that goal, Carragher pulls it up on him. Um, might have been the week later actually. Oh, it was after the game. Carragher pulls it up and he goes, "It's got that camera angle from behind the goal." He went, "Just stop it there." He went, "Credit to this fella here," and he points out this fella in the in the crowd. He's just like that, loses <laughs> his feet. He went, "He knows, he knows that's going in," and that's exactly what when you hit a ball like that or when you see yeah. someone hit a ball like that, sometimes you just know it's in. And yeah, that's how your foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. But no arguments with Terry. Pricey. What are we talking about together? Best goal. Best, Best goal. goal. Best goal. Best goal of the season. Um I put Calvert Lewin for, for, for Palace, the Palace game. I don't I just I was thinking about a few of them. There's the Townsend's goal against Burnley. I love that one. Uh yeah. Townsend scored a couple of good ones, actually. He got the grey one. Amazing. Was it? Yeah. What was Millsy? Sorry. Millsy went for Townsend, yeah. yeah. Is that one? Uh, but you've got a, the Carver Lewin one. I mean, just every and just I don't even have to go on about why the reason. No, and do you know what? Do you know why I was thinking it? And obviously the enormity of the goal is is, is one, but and 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 yeah, it, everything about it. But out like all season, we were crying out for a delivery, weren't we? Just good delivery into the box. Like how many times? Like I think you sat next to me to a couple of games, and the whole game we just seemed to moan about the corners, the free kicks. Just the delivery into the box, just put a good ball in there, yeah. and and for it to happen at that moment, it was just pointing. It was about. a belt header as well. It was it was a really good, like you say, good delivery, boss header, and that's where we've missed Calvert-Lewin as well. I suppose get you know those those type of moments. Um, but yeah, you, you can you know, the last goal of the season is the best one in it, which is mad. But you know, in yeah, the well, not quite the, not quite the last goal of the season. I think uh, Donny Van der Beek claimed that one, but. That was a, a a consolation, should we say, at Arsenal? Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna go for Michalenko, you know, at Leicester. Um, great strike. I mean, the, I mean, you can't even begin to think what what that lad's gone through last season with with what's going on is with his family and his home country. As if it's not hard enough anyway to settle into a league, the Premier League, coming from Ukraine, you know, which is a bang average league in itself. But to also have to deal with all that, to deal with a manager. You know, being sacked and, and whatever, he, he came. You know, he really did step up towards the end of the season. I, you know, I think the first few games we were all thinking, "What have we bought here?" Despite the fact he's come from a tough league, he looked miles off, didn't he? But I was made up for him to get that goal. And it, was, it was a brilliant strike, weren't it? It's good to have to come on. It's, it's kind of on the half volley, and he's caught it perfectly. Really the good came from as well. Yeah, it did. It was like chipped up in the air, weren't it? He's had to just kind of catch it. So yeah, great, great volley and. Yeah, shame. Obviously, that it didn't end up quite being the winning goal, but it was a massively important goal for us. So, I'll, I'll go with that just to kind of balance things up. But yeah, Millsy went for the Townsend one at Burnley, which was for the benefit of the listeners. He kind of chops onto his right foot at the park end. I think it was one-one at the time, and he just loops it over the keepers, doesn't he? One of them typical Townsend goals, wasn't it? Where he just kind of pops it from from distance. So yeah, very good goal, definitely. So it was kind of moving into a little bit of. Next season, if you like now, looking forward a little bit. So this one's one to watch for next season. So a player, you know, a player in particular that you think you're thinking, you know what, next year, this year. Teddy? Yeah, I think I think I, I sort of have to think Diaz or Nunes. You know, I mean, the, Diaz showed us the end of last season, like what, you know, what he's capable of. And I think he's going to do big things 
um, this coming season. But, you know, we've just shelled out mega money for probably the hottest prospect, young prospect in Europe up front. And from what I've seen of him, you know, he, he looks he looks a real a real handful. Um, properly reminds me of Torres, you know, when we signed Torres and he's just got that sort of like raw power and energy and, and ability. So he's obviously going to have to be one to watch. Um, but, I, you know, I, in, in more deals for me, um, but I'll probably just say Nunes just on, on, on the back of the fact that, you know, we've just shelled out, what is it, 80 mil or something for him. Um, interestingly, though, what, one thing I will say is I mentioned to the lads in the group the other day and I was like, I wonder whether this might be the season we see Trent have a little bit more of a midfield double in odd, on the odd occasion. Um, I think with us signing that right back, that young Ramsey, and then with Salah, obviously we starting to think about life without Salah. He's definitely not signing and he's going to go next season. We've seen Trent drop into the midfield a little bit more in, in, in game um, during, during the season just gone. So I'm just wondering whether we might start to see that experiment a little bit more where Salah might get rotated out the side a bit and Trent might get pushed, pushed a bit further forward. Um so, one to watch, one to keep an eye on. I'm not saying I definitely think it will happen, but certainly something that I think may, may, we may see a little bit more of um, this coming season. What about you, Phil? Yeah, I sort of anticipated what you were going to say. Uh, so, I've tried to think a little bit further outside the box than that. And if you look at our midfield, everyone's saying, like, Liverpool needs another player because we need someone maybe in a bit more of an attacking role. Um Maybe we've got our eye on Bellingham. Maybe we're going to wait for that. So who's going to fill the gap? And I think people have forgot that, you know, Harvey Elliott began the season in the first team. Really, He seemed to be starting games in, in important matches. And he's got himself back fit now. Klopp didn't rush him. He's not the type of manager who'd do that. So he knows his time is going to come again. And so he could fill that void. We've also signed Car- Carvalho, who also fills a similar uh, position on the pitch. Well, Carvalho's potentially more central and Elliot's a bit wider, but they can all do the same kinds of jobs. So, look out for who's going who's gonna to make the difference in, in that part of the pitch. And could be Jota, it could be Firmino. Um, but the, that position needs filling, and it's an interesting one to see who's going to fill it next year. And that's one to watch for me. Do you, do you, do you think we're more likely? I, I think there's a chance next season that it's the first time we see Klopp move away from the 4 3 3 and we go more 4 2 3 1. Um, just with signing Nunes and, you know, in, in, in terms of him up front. And then, as you just mentioned there, Elliot, you can play a little bit more on, on, on the outside, can't you? You've got Carvalho, you can play as a tenor on the left-hand side. You've, we've got Firmino, who can drop back. So, it feels like we've sort of got the players there to do that more than we can do 4-3-3. I think. In the 4-3-3, with a man that's a, 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 like a pivotal striker... It's a bit different, isn't it? it yeah, it's different. Exactly. You haven't got the space for the wingers to score like Diaz and Salah and that. So something's going to change, Terry. You think it's going to be three behind a one? So yeah, I be, think but... so. I think a four-two-three-one with like a Thiago, Fabinho, or Fabinho Henderson sort of base, and then you know you'll see one of the attackers in in that hole in front, and then a Diaz Salah on the right, and maybe like a, a Nunes up top. So yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting to see whether that is something that clock changes now because he, he's been so rigid in the 4-3-3 for so long hasn't he but with Mane going it's like you know, well it's not with Mane going because you've got Diaz like for like it's yeah, Nunes yeah. coming in isn't Nunes it coming in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably 4 2 3 one, though that probably leaves you looking a little bit light in that open in that defensive no no looking a bit light on numbers of quality in that defensive position because you've named three there but beyond that you, you're scraping a little bit aren't you in terms of yeah you've got Milner Got Milner yeah. coming in as the fourth choice defensive mid. 
Well, I don't know. I, I wouldn't because Thiago was always played as like a, a as a as a base of a two, hasn't he? Yeah, really, you've seen you can you're struggling to rely on Thiago, aren't you? Yeah, like... yeah, but I think I think it'll be Fabinho and then you've got Henderson and you've got Thiago, haven't you? You've got three to fit in a two, and then you have still got Milner as a as a you know a, a last resort, and you can always sort of revert to a four three three if you're really shy in the middle, couldn't you? Mm. Well, it, there's three or four players you can play in that two. Sounds fair. Pacey? Um, sorry, 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 before we get Gary, Gary said Diaz, but I'm sorry, sorry, Pacey. And um, I'll mention Millsy's at the end in case Pacey goes for the same. Um, the, the one I've picked for one to watch is Deli Ali. Um, not because I think he's going to light up the world or he's going to be the best player ever or he's going to come on. I'm just really intrigued to see what Lampard can get out of him with a full pre season. Um, I think he came in, well, he did come in in January, devoid of confidence. He just looked like head down, didn't look like he knew what to do on the pitch. But it's not talent, it's confidence, and it's it's having someone to put their arm around him and get the best out of him. And Lampard, from what I've seen so far, he seems like a a man-manager, a good man-manager, if nothing else. So I'm really interested. And he brought Deli Ali in off his own back, knowing what Deli Ali can do. He obviously sees something in him that he thinks he likes, um, that he can bring something to... To the, to the way that Lampard wants to play. Um, I'm just really intrigued to see what he can get out of them next season. You, you can't just, he's only 25, I think 26. You can't, you can't lose your talent. I know players fall off a cliff sometimes, but not when you're as good as it? It's desire for him as opposed to. It, yeah, but I, I think it's confidence. I, I do think he just, he's just got, he's just been left with no confidence. I think Mourinho just threw him out to the walls. If you watch that documentary, he weren't very nice to him, if you, if you know, for want of a better phrase. He sort of picked on him a little bit. Um, and then he just never got back in the team. So I think it's a big confidence thing for him. And yeah, it is desire thing, but you get desire from the from the, the fact that you're in a good environment and you want to play enjoy it. And you're enjoying yeah. it. So yeah. so I, I think I'm just really intrigued to see what Deli Ali can do, whether he's good first or whether he's gonna be in the team, what Lampard can do yeah. with him, and if he's gonna if he's gonna produce for it. Because if we can get him playing the way he was playing, you know, he answers a lot of questions, doesn't he? That that, that we're looking for. Yes, yeah, that's a really, you know, really interesting one because I, I literally forgot that we had him and I was like, I'd almost cast him off a little bit, even though he did have like a, you know, he, he produced a few cameos and in particular in that Palace game, he made a massive difference. Um, the main reason why he's one to watch is the money. Like, there's a big money thing tied to that, isn't it? If he, if he does, really, I'd rather if, if, if you're paying the money, it means he's been successful and he's played and he's, and he's in the team, so that's fine. That's bit, it's not about yeah, holding back for that reason. What's the deal though? Is, is, isn't it like 40 mil though? No, no, 20, 20 million after 30 appearances or something like that. 30 appearances, yeah, he's only made like seven, I think, so far. So, you know, if he, if he makes 23 appearances last year, like next season, you know, Lampard's not soft, he's going to be very aware of that clause. Yeah, he's either going to be part of his plans or he's not going to be part of his plans, isn't he? So I think it's a really interesting one in terms of it is interesting that yeah, a situation almost to watch, isn't it? Mm. And probably a measure of, like said, he said his desire because I I think that can only be the thing. I I, I agree with Pricey. I believe that it, Lampard, if anything, looks like a decent man manager. He has you know his experience of being a player. He, he's he's worked under a lot of different managers. He seems to have took that as his his little USP. Is like look, I can work man to man with people and. Most of the players seem to advocate seem to advocate that as well. Even John Joe Kenny, who's left, said, "Look, it's been the most enjoyable three or four months that I've had at Everton. Even though I knew I was going at the end of the season, he, he at least he put his arm around me. He was honest with me, and and he believed in me when he put me on the pitch." 
Um, I'm going to go with a, a bit of a left field one to a certain extent. I'm going to go with Ben Godfrey. Um, I think when we first signed him, it, you know, he maybe took a little bit of while to settle in, but I remember he got that left left back berth and he was proper battering ram and he one of them old school defenders who just goes in and smashes people. He's athletic. He's half decent on the ball. He's obviously shown that he's versatile. I, I think he, I think he could be a really big player for us next next season. He, he got some injuries this season, um, but generally he seems like quite a robust player. I think that injury he, he's openly said the injury he had this season is like the only real inju- injury he's ever had in his career, um, or you know serious injury. So he come back, he, he looks fit towards towards the end of the season. I, I think he could be a really big player for us next season, particularly if Lampard's gonna you know persist with it with a back three or a back five. Tarkowski, you know, is obviously coming in. I think he he'll be a good leader. I'm not saying he's going to completely rip up trees and everything, but I think he'll be a leader in the sense that he's a lot more aggressive than Michael Keane is. He's good in the air, and I think Godfrey will enjoy playing alongside someone like that. So, I think he could be a, a real a real plus for us next season, almost like a new sign. Um, Mills, he's gone for Nathan Patterson. Um, obviously, just kind of got broke into the side. Um, Young Scottish player, very similar to the to the lad you've just signed from Aberdeen. Who, again, he's come back into the Scotland team and then Nation Cup, uh, Nation League, Nation fucking whatever it's called, games, the useless internationals, Nations League. Is it? <laughs> he's come back into the Scotland team, so he's got some minutes under his belt before pre-season, which should be perfect for him. So that's two mills he's gone for. Uh, last but not least, bit of a bit of a weird one. So bear with me on this one and, and try and use your imagination. So if you could say one thing or ask one question to the manager. In this during this summer, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Siri. I've got no answer yeah, prepared. Actual, actual so. question. Either ask him a question, or or, or say something to him as in, "Look, Frank, you know, I've got kind of message to him or whatever." Yeah, uh, I'd say one, one thing to Klopp. I think I'd say to him, "If anyone offers over twenty-five million for Kater, take it." <laughs> Go on, Phil. What's the hell? Can I have a hug? Um... <laughs> right, Melzy. <laughs> no, just got to thank him, haven't you? If I had a chance to speak to Carp, I'd be saying thank you for sure. For sure. I'd probably say don't be fooled by some of the charlatans who showed up for the last few games of the season because they're still shite. So don't yeah. don't don't think that the good players just because they, they turned up for a few games they've been letting us down for years on years. So. In the summer, don't be, you know, don't be hoodwinked into it. Still get rid of them all and bring bring some better players in. That's what I'd say. Because we've been watching them for years and they're all, well, most of them are loads of bollocks, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, mine, mine would probably be... Um, struggling here now. Oh, yours should be Gary. Being a, a UEFA qualified coach should be... Frank, this is how you defend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what mine would be? You know what mine would be? Find someone who can take a corner or a set play. Just find someone who can take set pieces because the difference that would have made, and I, I haven't I haven't actually seen the stats, but that was my most frustrating thing this season. The most basic thing in football for me, like, you know, getting set plays right. And to be fair, I think defended, we defended them slightly better. No one, I've, I've never seen a team defend better set plays than, than Ancelotti's team, by the way. And you've seen it, I think, in the Champions League. They kind of sit right on the six-yard box. You know that old thing of, like, let's get a high line and whatever? His team's just going to sit all on, on the six-yard box and, and just go, go ahead, we'll just defend this. And it was just so refreshing. But from an attacking point of view, 
I really want to see someone in that team, whether he signs them or whether he, he develops it on the training pitch, who can take a corner and a free kick. I don't want to see Anthony Gordon over free kicks and corners again, unless he's spent hours and hours on that training ground and he can actually do what he's paid to do or what he's supposed to do. So that would be my simple message to him. And then just to finish it, again, it's, it's a, a kind of quick one because we are going to... We, we did get some questions about predictions for next season. We all agreed that it's too early to do that. You know, Liverpool may have finished their business, as Phil made the point of saying, but a lot of other teams haven't finished their business and that has an impact, I guess, on your expectations as well. And we haven't got a clue what's going to happen. We, we might not even have the same owner in two weeks' time. So it's, at a hit. it's going to be a, a weird summer for us, as usual. So the last question is, um, or, or point is, hopes or expectations for 22-23? So hope, hopes and expectations, Terry? We'll go with expectations then, to a certain extent. Like Based on last season, what, what are you hoping for? What are you expecting? I'm hoping we win the Premier League, but I'm expecting us to be in it to the last kick of the, game, last kick of the season, like we were this season, um, because why not? You know, I think I think we showed we can compete. Um, you know, we've done that in, on all fronts this season. Um, only lost four in what was it, sixty-three games or something like that. So, I just want to. I, I hope that we win the Premier League next season. Um, but I expect us to be in, you know, the latter part of every competition and and going into May with live hopes in in, in many of them. So, yeah, that 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 was my hopes and expectations for next year. I think Terry echoes the, the, the hopes and, and thoughts of every red there, to be honest. Because obviously you hope Liverpool have shown that we're capable of doing a quadruple. Um so you know, your hopes are that you that you can get it done. Um your expectations are certainly below that. But um but yeah, let's hope we can get a Premier League. It's a change up for Liverpool. I don't know what to expect from it personally. Terry's got an idea of how it's gonna all work. I've got no idea. I can't I can't get it right to me as how we're going to look. So, not sure what to expect, but I expect us to be competitive in, in, in all competitions. Crazy. I hope, I hope that, I hope that we have a joint up transfer policy in, in the summer and we bring in players and we stick to a, an idea, the type of player we want to bring in and Lampard's allowed to bring a couple in and he's allowed to get rid of, of a bit of the deadwood that I spoke about before. Um, that's what that's what I hope in terms of the season when it comes. I just hope Lampard's get then given time because um, I don't think it's going to be a season where we just keep getting better. There's going to be ups and downs, but as long as the idea is there and we can sort of see what he's trying to do still, and the and the, and the as I said, the transfers are there. I just hope the, the fans stay on board with them and, and give them at least the season, providing it's obviously not complete disaster. Um, and I'm, I'm just hoping for. A, I know it's a, a top half finish. I'm hoping for. Because that is, that is that's progress from, the, from this manager's progress on the season before, isn't it? Just hope a top half, a comfortable top half finish. Uh, I'll be happy with that. A few games where we can enjoy ourselves. We're not we're not nervous coming into the end of the season. You know, we've had a good a good few wins, um, and we're enjoying it. And it's it's it, it's been enjoyable to go to the game last season as it was the last few games of this season, but for for different reasons because we're playing well or we're, we're at least playing all right. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I couldn't agree more on the sentiments of the you know transfer policy and the management. So, but I'm, I'm not going to quite go that deep. I I just want to enjoy watching us, enjoy watching us play again. Do you know what I mean? And enjoy the football. And um, again, there have been some enjoyable moments as as we've said, but a lot of the time it's been because our backs have been against the wall. I want to see us kind of take the game to a, a few teams this season. 
Um, so I, I hope to see a team that can get us out of our seat a bit more. As I've said, I hope to see us score a few more set pieces. It was driving me mad. Um, but I think those two com- things combined, as in us taking the games to each other and maybe being a bit, sorry, us taking the games to, to other teams and also being a bit more creative and, and, and able from set plays should, and, and I, this links up with me, me hopes, allow us to, to have a, a, you know, a more than decent cup run. Um, it was disappointing this year to, to kind of fall, you know, to, to that Palace team the way we did because we shown if we if we wouldn't have if we wouldn't have shown them as much respect in that game or we would have played anywhere near the level we did you know the second half against them at Goodison we shown we were capable of, be, of beating that team but it was just a little bit too too much respect and and a, you know I guess they were still suffering a little bit from a lack of confidence at the time but that was a bit of a chance that to, to at least get a semi final and I think we're more than capable of doing that next season if we can join a few more things up. So yeah, that's it. Again, we, we will come back to I think I guess putting our neck on the line, so to speak, later on in the summer or as we approach the, the preseason. Uh, massive thank you to to our long term sponsor, sponsors, Camber Kings. Huge support to the show, so really do appreciate it. Um, it's a big big summer for us. We are taking a few weeks off. We've got some Everton shows coming up for the for the Blues. The Reds are going to work on a few things in the background, but we've got a few shows with with some of our ex players coming up. Um, and again, we're hoping to announce something towards the end of the season in terms of the, the future of the podcast with some exciting opportunities for us. So we'll, we'll be back with news when, we, when we've got an update on that. But just want to say thank you to everyone for, for sticking with us. It was our first season on, on, on YouTube. It's been a big learning curve for us. We would have liked to have done that you know, in, in, a, in a face-to-face environment, and that's very much what we're, we're working towards. So again, hopefully we'll have some news on that front during the summer. But enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your break. Um, we want to have a little bit of a break from footy. Me and Price are exhausted from the mental torture of this every week. The Reds are probably itching to get back into it again, but I think we, we've earned our break from, from all that. Anything to add, lads? Oh, I, think, I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, as, as you say, big thanks to everyone, listeners and viewers on, on YouTube. And, and yeah, I am I am itching for the season to start. Like After a couple of weeks, you sort of like get back in the swing. You know, you, know, you, want, you want to be getting out, having a pint and watching the game again, don't you? So, I think I'm, I'm almost ready, but uh, but yeah. I'm just still glad the podcast still going because if you was all over the league and we went down, there's not a chance we'd be doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No. It would have been a season review, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah. And that's uh, adios for season 21-22 at last. Glad to see the back of that season. Take care, everyone. Catch you all soon.